Hey guys, welcome to the Mortgage Man Podcast. I'm Aaron, aka The Mortgage Man, and this podcast is brought to you by Tenta Financial Advisors, where we're going to discuss how to do mortgages, KiwiSaver, and personal insurance better. We're going to have lots of guests, lots of information, and lots of helpful tips so that you can speed up the process. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode 55 of The Mortgage Man, brought to you by Aaron and Chris at Tanta Financial Advisors. Um, today we are talking about, I mean, sorry, before I say today we're talking about, hi Chris, how are you? <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, I'm here too. Nice to, nice to be here. I'm good, thanks. Um, we are talking about negative equity, which is something that people who may have bought a home in the last 12 months might be experiencing or close to experiencing. Um, we're going to discuss first off what it is, uh, how to not panic if you have negative equity, what your options are, and what other things you can do to kind of yeah keep calm in that situation. So, Chris, describe to me what is a negative equity, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I asked Aaron what we're talking about today, and he said, "Don't worry, I got this." You don't need to know anything. I'm just going to ask you some questions. So forgive me if I... Those are the best ones. The best ones. Yeah, we'll see. Um, So negative equity is when you have less value in the property than the money you owe. So if your mortgage is bigger than what the value of your property is, you have negative equity. Can you use that in an example? So if you bought a house... For $1.2 million in January last year, you got a million dollar mortgage on it. Now the market has dropped and the house is worth $950,000. You you owe $50,000 more on your property than it's actually worth. So negative equity. Okay. So usually in that example, you would have had when you first bought it, 200 grand of equity because that was the difference between 1.2 and 1. That was your deposit. Yep. Yeah. And then now because the house value has gone down, it's the opposite way around. You have no deposit left. <laughs> it's all gone. In fact, you owe the bank. If you were to sell the house for whatever reason, say you uh, have your relationship split up and you need to sell the house, then you would actually owe the bank $50,000. You wouldn't get anything back. Okay, and this is probably the first time in my lifetime, and probably yours because we're about the same age, that this is a real uh, possibility for quite a few people of actually happening. Yeah, I mean, property for the last 20 years almost, call it 15 to be safe, has gone up every single year no matter what's happened. This is the first time it's turned, and if you bought at the peak, being January, December last year, uh, you're at real risk of it being less worth less than what you paid for it. And depending on how much of a deposit you put down, especially those who had a 5 or 10% deposit, um, yeah, you could very well be in this situation where your house is worth less than the money you owe. <laughs> And this is why I guess banks don't like lending to people too much that have those small deposits because they like to have that buffer of just in case house prices go down, we are at least 
comfortable that the asset value is going to stay close to the same so you don't have to pay us back or anything yeah that's their safety buffer and in new zealand we are super strict on it compared to other countries in the world and this is this is exactly how the housing crisis the the big short movie um happened in america where people would borrow borrow with zero percent deposits and then the market turned and then they're really screwed because there's literally no buffer in new zealand we're really strict and tight on the 20 percent or 10 percent at the very least um to give the banks a good or the reserve bank the whole economy confidence that if prices do drop a little bit suddenly not everyone's going to be in this position where the banks are left holding tens of thousands of dollars of um shortfall yeah and i think that gfc that the big short was i guess based on was a good reminder and since then rules have gone stricter so that doesn't happen again but yeah like you said new zealand is one country of many that will probably be affected by things like this in the future so why do people have negative equity obviously the house price has gone down what's happening at the same time to result in the house price to go down interest rates right yeah so what i'm trying to paint this amazing picture of is someone that would have bought when it was a 2.5 three percent interest rate bought at the peak now interest rates are going up which resulted in house prices going down so for that person in that scenario not only are they going to have negative equity but they're also going to have rising interest costs which is not great no no it's probably the worst possible short term thing to have happen and i think that that is always the big picture which i'm sure is your next question um (laughs) Because if you can imagine, and again, somebody in that scenario might also be thinking on my to-do list as an adult, I want to buy a house and then I want to have a baby. So if one person now becomes pregnant and they don't have as much income, then it becomes a real struggle. So put yourself in their shoes, Chris. What options do they have? What options do they have? Well, first and foremost, negative equity is a bit of a, a myth in terms of it's not an, actually an issue ever until you have to sell your property. It's not a thing. Like when I do it, for most people, they don't even look at the value of their property. Um, unless you sign up to homes.co.nz and have weekly or quarterly reminders about how much your property is worth which it's kind of a bad thing it's just like checking your kiwi saver you shouldn't check it <laughs> too often well it's not your money until you have to take it out right yeah, it's, it's not like your money so or your loss until you've taken it out the value of the property is completely ir- irrelevant unless you're buying or selling so for most people you won't even notice that you have negative equity it's not even a thing to worry about at all if you're trucking along paying your mortgage as per normal you pay down your debt and eventually even if the value of the property did didn't come back up ever again you'd pay off your mortgage and you'd end up with a million dollar house with no debt on it eventually right so negative equity is only a short-term thing and the and where the price you paid for it is dropped and you still have that mortgage we fast forward 10 years you've paid your mortgage down it's not an issue i'm gonna interrupt you for a second because i have a dying question does the bank care that you have negative equity? Do they say, 
you're over leveraged or you've got too many assets that aren't actually worth the mortgage and can they at any stage force you to sell or um i don't know pay off a bigger chunk of your mortgage to make sure that you stay out of that that area as as a person with only one mortgage no no they don't really care at all they kind of they go along and they look at their 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 overall picture so how many houses do they have versus how many loans do they have and if you think about that they get a loan every single day every single year you there will be a small portion of people who are sitting in this negative equity position in comparison to everyone who has a mortgage the majority of people will be sitting at 50 percent lvrs or, or higher so they yeah, don't actually have heaps of equity across the box yeah so they the, as for you and your negative situation as long as you pay your mortgage they'll never even talk to you about it where it might come undone is if you want to go borrow more money that's where they'll say no sorry you can't actually do that because you don't have any room or don't have any value in your property for you to borrow more against so unless you make changes or ask for more, they're never coming for you. So I'm just also going to go on up and tangent on a little bit. Um, let's say that you'd bought your first house three or four years ago. And last year you bought your first investment property. And now that's got negative equity. In that scenario, there might be the option for a bank to say, hey, you might need to look at selling this. Uh, again, if you're not if you don't miss any mortgage payments they're probably not going to bother you um it's not your fault that the market crashed and as long as you're doing your bit to do it uh they won't bother you but because remember they're they're tied in for it if if you're forced to sell and owe their money they're in a worse off position as well yeah like they don't want anyone to sell a, a, a property if if can be yeah. however a investment properties are far more um you, you turn them over a whole lot quicker or you make adjustments to them you switch from interest only to principal or you um have that five-year window of interest only come up or you ask for a top up to do renovations or things like that so typically people who are investing are far more active and ask the bank far more often and remember if you are in a negative equity situation it's only a problem if you want to make changes to your loan and so they're going to run into it a whole lot quicker where they do actually say hey hold on <laughs> you want to do something about this no you can't because there's no equity to do anything okay so going back to your first home buyer scenario they've got negative equity equity they've got raising interest rates is it a good idea to sell at a loss if they can't pay the mortgage and if they do sell at a loss, what happens to that portion of neg negative equity that they still own the bank? For me, um, unless you really, really have to, just don't sell. Hold on. Have a chat to whatever to whoever's involved in your situation about just waiting. Like the situation is only a short-term thing. I keep kind of mentioning that, but typically a house price will go down for a certain period of time if you wait one to two years it's probably going to resolve its own resolve all the issues itself it'll kind of bounce back and we'll be in a similar position when you bought it hopefully if not better 
and that means all of this conversation won't affect you. So the first and foremost thing is just wait it out. Grin and bear it. Yeah. Listen to the previous episode we did on interest only options. Yeah, delay it out as much as possible so you don't uh, so you're not going to be in a position where you're forced to do something. The second one is again just delay tactics. Go to interest only or um, look at other options to make it more affordable. Extend the mortgage out to 30 years again. So push, go from your, you might have been on the mortgage for two or three years, maybe push it back out to a 30 year term. If you've only just got it, yeah, good luck. Um, <laughs> and if you do have to sell, what happens to that money that you still owe the bank after you've paid your agent, you've got your money and you still say, owe the bank 50 grand, what happens to that? Yeah, so that's the annoying part. Um, they just turn it over to a personal loan. So you don't have any equity left. You don't have any house or asset to to um, to put it against. So it typically just goes on to a personal loan. And you pay personal loan rates on the 50-odd thousand that you're left with. Um, hopefully, it's not that big. It's more if it is... Um, it's going to be a higher interest rate. And it's going to be a higher interest if, rate, but it's a smaller amount. If you owe the bank money and you've already made a loss, like you've probably just saved for a deposit for most of your life <laughs> and you have now just lost your deposit by selling the house and then you've put yourself in debt. So your chances of buying another property anytime soon drastically go down. So <laughs> yeah. you should be it's thinking... Not great. Yeah, you should be thinking how can I keep this property? Because if I have to sell it, your chances of getting a property ever again, close to zero. Well, I don't know about close to zero, mate. We can all start again. <laughs> you just got to save. In the next five years. You, you, know, you just got to save your butt off again. I'm helping people realize that they should hold on to the property <laughs> rather than just take the easy way out and be like, I'll just sell it and I'll worry about it later. Yeah. Now, yeah. Typically, you just get a big personal loan and it's a in the ass normally this tip this only happens to business owners um and sometimes you'll see it result in them going bankrupt yeah and that's where you then whether you've got a deposit or not you still can't buy a property for five to seven years anyways so all in all not great don't sell hold on to it grin and bear it get some help <laughs> yeah i mean you could potentially add a third person onto the mortgage or have a flatmate even if you didn't have one or those little other things that might just add into um yeah helping you make your repayments because that's the most important thing yeah and like i said negative equity is not a thing it's only on paper if you don't miss your payments so it's only a paper thing remember the what's a house worth it's what someone's willing to pay for it and they just do all these fancy calculations to give you a number on paper to figure that out. So it might say on paper you're negative, but it might not actually be negative in real life. You never know. All right. Well, on that, should we say goodbye? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> if you need help, hello at nz. Um, I think that was a bit too early. Um, <laughs> or you can just click the link below in the show notes to book a call with myself. Chris or Anthony, and we can chat about your options. Now you can say goodbye. <laughs> For the second time. Catch you later. Bye.